Welcome to the Pursuit of Holiness, where we walk together to be the modern-day saints in our day-to-day lives. Even if it's difficult, we hope that through this podcast, you will see that you are not alone in this pursuit. The topic varies from culture to Catholicism, and even the messy things in between. We are not experts in faith, theology, or life, but we are here to walk with you in living out the true calling towards sainthood. Welcome to the Pursuit of Holiness. Good evening, friends, and welcome back to Pursuit of Holiness. I'm Kate. I'm Car. I'm Ryan. And welcome back, friends. How are hello, you? Hello, hello, hello. How have you been? Well, it wasn't too long ago that we all saw each other. Actually. <laughs> so, yeah. guys, uh, during the time we're recording this episode, we actually just got back from Toronto because our good friend, Paul and Clarice, got married. And we saw Yay. Kate over there. Yeah. Yeah, very, First very happy. Yeah. <laughs> How was First the flight, actually? It was full. It was, it was full flight, yeah. It was uh, full going to Toronto. And then going back, it wasn't that full. But yeah, we we have uh, both, you know, all three row um, filled. Like I was sitting with both both beside me. Someone was beside me. <laughs> I can't find my words. Um <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I then think, when I, coming back, really yeah, it was it was actually like the weather in in Hamilton. We actually just stayed in Hamilton, uh, and the weather in Hamilton was really great. And then we came back to like a lot of snow. <laughs> yeah, it was it was like Saturday uh, Saturday evening was like minus five something snowing. Oh snap! Yeah. <laughs> but we got tested and it's negative, so <laughs> you <laughs> just have to say that. <laughs> yeah, just so everyone knows. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. They're negative. No, I, here in Toronto, it's uh, 25 degrees. So yeah, it's lucky great. you. I don't know. I want I want my cold uh, it's weather. It's so cold. It's very nice to have. Anyway, so because I think this podcast will be released around the time of a one particular feast day. And in fact, a feast day that would end our calendar year which is Christ the King. And that's something that I think right. we have to talk about because I don't think a lot of Catholics understand what Christ the King means. Right. So but before that, before we dive into the main topic, my question would be for you guys, do you think we have found peace in this world right now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a rhetorical uh kind of like sarcastic question but i think we can expound on what it means like have we really found peace what is peace just right <laughs> right no because uh, also just to add there's a lot of people who desire peace in our world mm. today mm-hmm. we know that uh what's happening in the middle east and mm. even in Ch- China and North Korea and all of our countries desire peace. So, you know, we've gone through two world wars already, but the question is, have we really found peace? Right. Yeah. So, I think the um, the main issue, or not really an issue, but the main struggle that I'm I'm speaking uh, more of a personal experience is that the struggle within, right? Like, mm. yes, I, I don't, you know, like how 
sometimes you joke about like um oh world peace may it come upon us right and a lot of people might say that i think it's pretty peaceful right now it's not like there's well depending where you live um mm-hmm. uh, it's pretty peaceful you know in the outside world like there it's you know it's not like you'll see people fighting or people having guns everywhere outside your home but i feel in canada, like at least in canada yes we're in canada and we're we're blessed to be here in this country yes. so obviously it really depends and i'm not trying to be ignorant on some other countries yep. that are experiencing war right now we continue to pray for them but at the same time uh, living in the in in you know western world the main struggle um is really uh finding in internal peace right peace mm-hmm. inside or you know having peace of mind peace of your heart um yeah i've 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 struggled with that personally so for for me no i don't <laughs> i i cannot say that i've found you know peace peace yeah okay What about However, you? there are moments. Oh. Yeah, there are moments, but that you have. You know, yeah, like yeah. it's not that like there's peace. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but not essentially found peace, but there's just peace. Yeah, like yeah, like you know, like it's not it's not always going to be peaceful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a very I think, important thing. I think you just need to know how to handle situation. and maintain your own peace so you know yeah obviously a, a good book to that a, a good book um to plug is searching for and maintaining peace by father Jacques oh man jack philippe yes. oh man i love that book so that's a really good book it's short Anyways, enough about me talking, but yeah. <laughs> What about you, Ryan? Uh, no, I was being sarcastic at first. I don't think we've ever found peace, right? Just, uh, <clears throat> I don't know, like even if you go, if you look at the world, like uh, a few centuries back and, you know, modernity and, you know, the scientific revolution that we all mm-hmm. thought, oh, like ditch religion, you know, ditch all of the, this, you know, uh, uh, metaphysical, philosophical, you know, part of our culture. Like, let's focus on what we can know. Right. And we all, I think people believe that that would be the way to orient our lives. Right. And then yeah. where did that lead us? Right. Where did that lead us? If you look at the early 19th century, 20th century, you know, this whole wave of secularism and, you know, two world wars and the Cold War and the Vietnam War and, you know, the sexual yeah. revolution of the 60s onwards. And then as a reaction to that, you have postmodernity, which is basically the hallmark of postmodernity is the tr- the rejection of any sort of you reality. Know, any, yeah, reality, um, traditional moral values. We don't want those mm-hmm. limits, right? So today, I, I don't think that's ever brought us peace. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah. it's very interesting when you when you guys were discussing about it. There's a clear or two kinds of unpeaceness, I would say, in our world today that is really present, which is mm. the uh, the peace, which is the physical peace, 
um, I think even for those who are listening today, they haven't really found peace. Hmm. It might be as simple as fighting uh, someone in uh, at work, right? right? Or someone in Twitter. their family. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Or even like, <clears throat> this is my greatest weakness when I'm driving. And I think Ryan can <laughs> attest to this. <laughs> when I'm driving, I'm really mad. And I haven't found peace there because when somebody cuts, uh, uh, cuts uh, uh, in front of me, I'm like, mm, boy. <laughs> Dude. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Right, so and it's very interesting. So that's an another ex, uh, the external piece and the inner piece. And I think I don't know what's uh, uh, I don't know where it came from, but I remember a priest uh, saying that uh, researchers say that our thoughts are mostly about ourselves, mm-hmm. how we what, how what we think about ourselves. It's all about uh, the fear and the anxious, uh, the anxiety that we are experiencing in, in our in ourselves, <clears throat> how we look, how we treat each other, the reflective aspect of uh, ourselves, and that's why you know it's very important that we also have to recognize where it came from. Really, it's it's really mm. that, um, as as Ryan said, just that separation between the the important values and moral mm. attributes of the church versus right. the world today right mm-hmm. and i think it's very very important that we actually dive into christ the king in fact the full the full title of uh, our celebration of our feast is actually christ the king the king of the universe right, mm-hmm. right? And, and i think it's very beautiful in fact, let me just uh, give a little bit of uh, definition from medieval <laughs> definition of what a king is. Uh, a man who holds hereditary right and chief authority over a country or state and its people with with a common medieval, uh, sorry, with the... <laughs> Let me say that again. <laughs> okay, repeat, repeat, repeat. <laughs> a man who holds hereditary right and chief authority over a country or state and its people. In some cultures, the right of a king to rule was part of his blood. And it's very interesting that there is some sort of a ruling and authority over a dominion, mm. right? And, and interestingly enough, Christ the King celebration was not like in the early church fathers although they have been talking about christ as being the king mm-hmm. um it was only when pope pius the 11th established it in 1925 this in uh on the heels of world war one very which is actually quite recent right if you think yeah. about it it's quite recent so it's it's not so far off in mm. in in our in 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 our terms right, right. so exactly. it's very interesting and I was looking at like, oh my gosh, I didn't know that. But yeah, Pius XI established it in 1925. And in fact, his motto was Christ, the peace of Christ in the realm of Christ, right? Ooh, nice. The realm of Christ. He's not the realm or the universe or whatever, but mm-hmm. he's actually, there's a very important thing that he's establishing that the peace of Christ is in the realm of Christ. And the mm. realm is basically 
our world right now. Okay. And he he really is establishing that it is only the the Christ that through Christ as Christ the King can he dominate basically the world and therefore we can find peace. So my question is in our modern because it's not that as, as we've said it's very recent. Mm-hmm. Uh, a greater question would be because we haven't found peace and just to add I think we haven't found <laughs> we <laughs> haven't found peace because we're chasing after peace mm. do you get what I mean? we're fighting for peace so we're chasing mm. after peace but I think peace is already present and I think that peace as Pope Pius the 11th said it's it's really in Christ. So why do you think we struggle so much with making Christ as our king? And this is a, such a broad question. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, that's Maybe, loaded. Yeah, it's, <laughs> and, and it's also very loaded. I think there's so many aspects that we can talk about, but maybe your insights will also help our listeners right now. Right. I, th- I, think, I think one of the reasons because you know, as humans, there are many things in our lives that compete for mm-hmm. the role, <laughs> for the position of God. Right? Yeah. <clears throat> and I think one of the reasons why, so we, we have this difficulty making Christ king in our lives is because basically if you acknowledge someone as a king, then that means that you're the subject. Mm-hmm. And I think That's as humans, we, <laughs> I, I think as humans, we have difficulty accepting that thing. Like we don't want to be subject to someone. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't want to be under someone's uh, um, like limits, you know, under his under mm-hmm. his command. And I think even though that's normal, I think that fear comes from the fact that maybe we don't have a mature relationship with Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, yeah, I don't know. What do you think? Car? Yeah, that actually reminded me of... Um, one of my confession session with the priest because I was struggling to find peace internally. So I was like uh, telling this priest that I was, you know, like there's something like I even told him, like, I think there's something wrong with me. I don't know why I feel so irritated or moody. And I don't know, like, I just want to find peace. Like sometimes I just want to sit, you know, in quiet and, you know, just, be peaceful but i can't i don't know what's wrong and the priest just said something like um finding peace internally means that allowing allowing god to uh to take over your day mm-hmm. right and yeah. most most of the time that's what we forget we for because like what ryan had mentioned that most of us think that oh i can do this I can do this. Mm-hmm. I can do this, right? To the point that, you know, we worry about all these little things at every single moment of, you know, our day that we don't realize that, no, um, you know, God is a part of it, you know, and we don't offer that day up to God as a, you know, as his day and mm-hmm. we make it our day. Um, and that was, you know, something that, you know, we as humans struggle in, especially me, cause I'm a planner. I'm always like, okay, I, this needs to be good. This needs to be done. And, you know, like you just forget that, no, it's up to God. It's God's plan, not my plan. Exactly. Right. 
I think because we all we are told and brought up as a culture, and and this is not just specifically as a as a Filipino or Canadian or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think it, it, all across the board in every culture in every race, our culture has defined us as self. Um, sustaining i would say there's a mm. better mm-hmm. term for that but we we have independent. to be indep- yeah independent yeah, yeah. Uh, we have to be very independent uh, I, re- i remember growing up that i'm told that by 24 i have to be in a very stable <laughs> uh life with with, mm-hmm. uh, with a husband and children and mm. in a career Right, that has been the goal, hmm. and if if I, you know, I think the greatest anxiety of a lot of people today is not reaching that goal, hmm. and that's why we can never attain peace, because there's that separation. Okay, you are different from your career path, your whatever dreams you have. It's separate from your Sunday obligation in church. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, any insights on that by the way guys uh <laughs> so like reflecting more on this question i think you know w- one of the things that makes that difficult is because if we acknowledge christ as king you know if we take our faith uh seriously and have that you know like put jesus in the center of your life if you're going to make him king over your life then it means that he has dominion over every aspect of your exactly. life exactly right not just on your sunday obligation but he has dominion over everything Right, like he has dominion over your wallet, like where your money goes. He has mm-hmm. dominion over your internet search history. He has dominion over exactly. what movies you watch. He has dominion over you know what podcasts you listen. <laughs> Just <kidding. laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. So as as you've said, like for us, we sort of compartmentalize things, right? Like this is my Sunday obligation, and then it stops the minute I step out of church. But it's not yeah. supposed to be like that. Mm-hmm, exactly, and. It's interesting enough, friends, that um, this is not just our generation's struggle. In fact, this was even at present in 1925. Hmm. In fact, let me just read a little bit of what Pope Pius XI said in his uh, encyclical. I don't know. I'm going to butcher the Latin. <laughs> Ubi Arca- Arcano Dei Concilio. This is actually the document prior to uh, what was the I forgot the uh, Quas Primas. Quas Primas, yeah. yeah Quas, Primas. Quas Primas is the encyclical that established uh, Christ the King. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you, Ryan. You're so intelligent. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so smart. <laughs> okay, and let me just read this this part. This is this is what's actually the 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 document that gave way to Quas Primas. Just as the smallest part body of the body feels the effect of an illness which is ravaging the whole body or one of its vital organs, so the evils now besetting society and the family afflict even individuals. Hmm. In particular, we cannot but lament the morbid restlessness which has spread among people of every age and condition in life in the general spirit of insubordination and refusal to live up to one's obligations which has become so widespread as among to appear the customary mode of living uh, basically what he's saying is you know 
whatever the body feels, it also affects hmm. our spiritual life and and affects not just the family but also the individuals. And it is uh, the condition where because, as you have said, Ryan, it's the insubordination hmm. of yeah. us just allowing Christ to be the reigning king of hmm. our life. And then this is very interesting, friends. He said, we lament too the destruction of purity among women and young girls as is evidenced by the increasing immodesty of their dress and conversation and by their participation in shameful dances, which since are made the more heinous by the vaunting in the faces of people less fortunate than themselves, their luxurious, luxurious mode of life. Hmm. So there, there's a lot of, of things to unpack. So he's yeah. talking about purity or impurity by mm. moving your body, which is mm-hmm. such prevalent today right now. Yeah. I mean, I just, there was this one video that was, that has been released like past few, just a month ago, I think by someone I cannot say, but really it's shocking. <laughs> I know I think you guys you know what I'm talking about. Right. And this is like if you think about 1925, it's not as um egregious <laughs> to, no. to to what we have right now. Okay. Any thoughts, guys, with that? Yeah, no, true. I think it's uh they were in a very sort of like privileged position for Pope Pius to write these things because uh you know we, I think we have a tendency of glorifying Europe, but in yeah. terms of secularization, Europe was really overrun, even even during this time, <laughs> right? Even yeah. during, like, you know, like many times we think, oh, before Vatican II, everything was so perfect. And the reality was that it, was, it wasn't perfect, right? That was, that's why exactly. Pope John Twenty-Third called Vatican II. Uh, yeah, no. Okay, Car? Okay, let me let me let me go further then. Um, finally, we cannot but grieve over the great increase in the number of what might be called social misfits, who are amongst inevitably end by joining the ranks of those malcontents who continually agitate against all order, be it public or private. Sounds familiar, right? right. <laughs> the riots that we're experiencing yeah. right now. Um, the rebelliousness of a lot of people when mm. the church speaks about the truth, about morals and sexuality. Um, you know, I've, I've encountered a lot of people who hate very much the Catholic Church. And I'm not saying that we have to encounter them like with with the same distaste because that mm-hmm. would not leave us with peace too. Yeah. But the reality in 1925 is actually is still a reality in our world today. So it's if you think about it, the feast day is really crucial right. up mm-hmm. until today. Now, Let's deal a little bit with secularism and sec- uh, yeah, secular secularism. Uh, something that I'd like to ask, and I think Ryan has touched base on this in the beginning of the podcast. With all the great inv- advancements in our society today, would you say that secularism, which is if people don't understand, secularism is basically it's not oh. Uh, 
secular songs. <laughs> you know, because that's our perception <laughs> of what secular is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but secularism is basically a principle of separation of state and religious institution. Um, mm. So, would you say that secularism helped at all? Because that was our trajectory. That was the the demand of the people back then. We demand a separation of the the church and the state. Uh, there's a separation. Should there should be a separation? Your uh, uh, impositions of what moral is should not be present in the society right now. Mm-hmm. You do you. You you privatize your religion. And we'll continue on. Do you think that it helped with finding the peace, the joy, and ultimately our happiness? This is such a TOB question. <laughs> I think it uh, further... Actually, it, it threw us back. <laughs> it alienated us. It, um, we're supposed to be closer, but it, it threw us back. Um, mm. And just to comment, because I wanted to finish uh, the whole uh, statement okay. that you were um, that you were reading. Um, I don't know. It kind of uh, something that that came over me was a lot of people nowadays, um, which still relates now, like the encyclical that the Pope wrote still relates nowadays. And I think it's because a lot of people had a taste of having control, Mm. right? Like having the control that, oh, this is my body or, oh, this is my life. Um, And for them, that taste had overpowered, you know, the ability to find peace because now you want your life in a certain we're idealistic people right we want yes. to be we want a world in a certain way we want a perfect world um for ourselves according according to our view right but a lot of us i don't know um that's that's the that's the one thing that came over me was a lot of people felt that Oh, I now have control over my life because the church can't tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And, but the thing is, the church was not telling us what to do. It's, it's the church is actually, you know, telling us the way to live because that's the way exactly. to live. Yes. <laughs> and secularism has uh, brought, I don't know, and maybe a lot of people won't agree, but. Yeah, no, like the church is a big part of, you know, like a, of our lives, I guess. I mean, sorry, um, the church should be a big part of our lives or religion itself or Christ himself should be a big part of our life to mm-hmm. find peace, right? No Jesus, no peace. Is that the saying? I don't even know the saying. Yes, yes. <laughs> no Jesus, no It's It's no N-O, peace. no Jesus, no peace. And then N, N. A K N O W. No Jesus, no peace. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's a good, a good uh, quote for tonight. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. With, I don't think secularism has helped at all. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I, it's. I think it goes back to. So we, 
right? So we all believe that Jesus is the fullness of the revelation of God. Yes. Right. And we believe that what Jesus has revealed to us is the truth. You know, all the things that he's taught us is true. If we don't think they're true, then we should just stop going to church, <laughs> you know, altogether. <laughs> yes. Because, right? So it's it's almost, it's it's like this, like whatever truth we have as Catholics, this is something that should inform how we interact in the world. Yes. Right? But with secularism, you know, if you separate your own, pri- you privatize your religion with society, uh, it, it really doesn't help at all, right? Because it alienates us from the truth about ourselves. Mm-hmm. That's what's happening. So we talked about uh, secularism. We talked about the principle of separating the state from religious institutions. I think that's half of the coin. The other side of that coin is that separation of church and state is actually there so that the state will not dictate what the church should do. Mm-hmm. You know, because the, the state does not have any jurisdiction, does not have any authority over matters of faith, because matters of faith is a matter of conscience, right? And they can't tell us what to do. But if you think about it, with secularism, that's exactly what the state is doing. Right? <laughs> They're telling us what yeah. we need to do and what we cannot do. Yeah. So, no, it, it, it doesn't help at all. I mean, just just look at... I'm not sure if this is even relevant, but if you've seen The Social Dilemma on Netflix, yes, I, th- I think there's a lot of info there, right? That secularism does not help at all. Yeah, that's one uh, wonderful take on mm-hmm. the social dilemma. In yeah. fact, I think because, and that's a good insight too, because we always think that there's a problem within the church, but actually there's also a problem within the state (laughs) because you have to understand that church, because it is, again, you've said uh, it's a, it's a, it's an institution, quote unquote. Hmm. Well, it is still an institution without the quotation of faith. And in fact, of conscience and of morals, then it has the, the authority, I would say, to actually give moral thought guidance, and, yeah. and guidance, which could help the state in terms of ethics. Yeah, yeah. Ethics the, and the right ordering of our lives and legislation. And, 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 and even come actually actually everything. If if mm-hmm. it is if it is rooted in the Catholic thought, a social Catholic thought, right. the state wouldn't be having that much problem. With establishing what is the common good, which is it's mm. essentially what the the state has to pursue, the common right. good. Um, I was attending a seminar about this with the different beautiful um, panelists. One of the panelists, I forgot her name. She was actually a, a previous ambassador to the UN as a Catholic mm. in, in the Holy mm. See. And so she said beautifully, it is only through the Catholic thought because we have to understand the the popes have attended the UN Mm. already so so many times, starting with Pope Paul VI. And they all encouraged UN, they exhorted UN, but at the same time, they are calling for uh, a change, really. 
And that's what we're trying to emphasize as Catholics. We're not here to really impose, but to propose because mm-hmm. we have it. We have the truth. This is the truth. You don't need to figure out things because we figured it out. I mean, mm-hmm. 1925 already, Pope Pius have already been saying something against mm-hmm. this modernized secular thought. They say that it's only through the Catholic thought and actually relating back it back to Christ the King, it is only through Christ that we can attain peace. Right? And I think I think that's very, very important in our world today, especially with this pandemic, especially with all of the things that's happening in our world today. It's very important to be reminded that it is Christ, the reigning person to hmm. really reign in our lives. Because um Here's the thing. We also have to realize we cannot change the world. Mm. God, I don't think God is expecting us to change the world. <laughs> He's expecting us to change ourselves first because that's what he's saying. The good news is repent and believe in the gospel. If you can't do that, you cannot give it to others. You cannot evangelize. right? So it's very important that Christ has to reign in our lives first. Mm. And I agree with all that. <laughs> uh, maybe to just move further into this discussion uh, we're close almost to close um, I love what St. Uh, Irenaeus of Lyons Lyons? not Leon. L-I-O Leons Leon. not Lyons Leons <laughs> Roar, roar. <laughs> but he is a roar because he was against uh, uh, Gnostics back then <laughs> And he was roaring very loudly against them. But I like what he said. He said, the glory of God is in human fully alive. Hmm. Imagine that the glory of God is not because we say that he's glorified. No, the (laughs) glory of God is in human fully alive. Hmm. We have to be alive in it. I think it is rooted in making Christ the king. But there's Hmm. something in there too that I think we also missed. And it's something that we can enter into when we go to this feast day. Because peace cannot, as I've said before, peace, we have been chasing peace when peace is already inside of us, which is Christ. The question is, do we know Christ that much? This is a rhetorical question. I don't think we should answer that. (laughs) It's something that the listeners can reflect to. Do we know Mm -hmm. Christ that much? Do we understand that he's our king? And we are actually prince and princesses. That's a beautiful thing. Such, mm-hmm. it's such a, for me, that's what the greatest realization for me is that because Jesus Christ is the king, then I am a prince and princess. Well, not a prince, but I'm, pr- I'm a princess <laughs> of, of his kingdom, you know? And it all goes back to identity, really. I think the struggle today right now is really, do do we think people understand who they are? And why do you think it's so hard for them to understand? I mean, we, we're going around circles, but it's something that we, it's something that maybe we can uh, dissect a little bit more. A lot of people I find um, struggle in yeah, in their own like I think the media plays a really big role yeah. in um identity crisis right now. Um and sometimes I don't know, maybe I need to find better peace 
find better peace in myself <laughs> but like it's it's a struggle so, sometimes saying like oh my gosh why don't you just get it <laughs> Why don't you just get it? You're enough. God loves you already. Like, why do you need to prove? You don't need to prove yourself to others. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so hard. And sometimes you like, you hurt for people. Like, you know, when you hear all these stories, especially youths, um, if there are any youths listening right now, mm-hmm. you're enough. Yes. God already loves you. And, but I don't know. And maybe I do fall, um, I, I, I do fall into this temptation as well, where I look for validation in other, in, in people. Right. And yeah. maybe I do for like, I forget that I'm a, you know, I am created in the image and likeness of God. I am his daughter and that's enough, but I still forget that. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's, we live in this, <laughs> in this world that is confusing uh, i yeah i don't know maybe someone else can comment on that like i i even fall i even i still fall short for it i i i still fall into that mindset where i'm not enough um but yes it's the constant reminder and it's the constant pursuit um of uh claiming christ to reign over our lives you know and trusting him uh mm-hmm. you know that we should always uh remember um and put back in our head <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's wonderful I, I i think one of the things that contribute to this you know this sort of like identity crisis is that we we i don't think we have any sense of rootedness anymore you know, I think okay. So on a, on a worldly level, you know, the world has gotten very globalized. You know, yes. it wasn't like before. Like, okay, put put yourself in a world where there is no social media and you don't really see content from you know um, other countries or whatever, right? You have this very strong sense of cultural rootedness. But now that the world is becoming more and more globalized, it's almost like you know, like who who am I, right? So there's that question. But also even further on a spiritual dimension. We we don't have rootedness in the in the true vision of what man and woman is, which exactly. is what the Catholic Church has, but which the mm-hmm. world rejects, right? Because like it, it doesn't make sense, you know. For example, in in the way in the eyes of the world, you know, in the eyes of you know, scientific uh, secularist mentality, it's you know they say things like, oh, like us human beings, we're just a product of, you know, random chemical processes. There's no meaning behind us. Mm -hmm. There's no meaning behind our being. Mm -hmm. But (laughs) in the same breath, they will say things like, oh, like they'll tell their children, oh, you're so special, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And, you know, like there's a disconnect there because if we are just products of random chemical processes, how can you say that we're special? You know, and mm-hmm. I think there's no sense of rootedness in that aspect because we're not really convinced where we've come from. You know, if you've rejected God, if you've rejected the fact that God made you, you know, you're unique, you're special, God made you for a purpose, then there is nothing else that you can stake your life on. Yes. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's, I think on a very fundamental level, that's the reason why we don't have peace. Because mm-hmm. if, 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 if there's no meaning, if there's no purpose to my life, then you know nothing anything goes i can put my value on anything on instagram likes on you know like how much i make mm-hmm. every year it's 
yeah. is nothing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I like that too. And even with with the idea of, oh, I'm just a random sets of particles and cells, mm. and then I can make up my own identity. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. And because of that, no matter what I feel right now, there's no fundamental or objective reality mm. that I have because mm, what I think and my thoughts are... They they ch- tend to change every single day, yeah. <laughs> right? And even our feelings. Sometimes we equate our feelings again with what who or who we are. And so, because because we are brought to believe that my identity is just focused on what I think I am, therefore, my identity is focused on only my feelings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. which will change tomorrow we will change tomorrow and <laughs> then you'll hours. you'll never find peace essentially mm-hmm. you'll never find peace and i think the confusion all of this is just ignoring the fact that christ is really he's a king mm-hmm. of this universe he's the king above everybody else okay. and he is here to give us peace. Uh, let mm-hmm. me just end this um, podcast with the, the motto of Pope Pius the uh, 11th, who said the peace of Christ in the realm of Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, to our listeners right now, we challenge you that make the realm of Christ present in your life right now. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. Christ is king. Whatever happens, Christ is still king. Amen. Viva Cristo Rey. Viva Cristo Rey. Yeah. All right. Thank you, friends, for joining me. It's been a pleasure. Again, if you want to hear more of us, you can follow us in our Spotify uh, and Instagram which is pursuit of holiness holiness.ca that's pursuit of holiness.ca please like and subscribe leave a review and share us. with your friends and share with your friends we don't get anything from this friends so it, it's it's very 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 good if you just share this podcast also we are we have something special uh the next few um, weeks over the weeks, next few weeks. <laughs> the next few weeks. So on and starting November before Advent, we are starting a four-week. Um, it's a series of reflections. It's a ser- yeah, a series yeah, of reflections. Go ahead, Ray. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a it's a it. What do you call this? It's an Advent uh, series of reflections on. Theology of the Body, the Incarnation, and Christmas, basically. Mm-hmm. So it's like a it's like a Christmas series, you know, to prepare ourselves for the reality of the Incarnation. Because, you know, I I think, and we always throw this around, like God became man, right? The Incarnation, but I don't think we really realize the significance of that—that that the all-powerful, invisible God became just like one of us. And he walked mm-hmm. this earth 2,000 years ago. Mm-hmm. So by virtue of that happening, how does that impact us? So that's what we're going to talk about. Uh, it's going to be Wednesdays of Advent. Uh, follow us at, at pursuitofholiness.ca. We're going to post updates there. Uh, yeah, we look forward to having you join us. Yeah, and please join us. It's uh, it's going to be TOB Wednesdays. And we'll okay. definitely update you with what's going to happen. So we're praying for you, everybody. Uh, hope to see you. And hope you listen to us again. 
So, God Thank bless you for friends. listening. Bye. Bye. God bless.